This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Citizens of the Reject Nation, it's Christmas today? It's Christmas today. Is it today? I think. Conceptually. Are they watching this at midnight? I don't know how they count it. I don't understand. Did you open presents? Did Santa come? Merry Christmas. Holly jolly. Even if it's a day after Merry Christmas. We Christ. don't even I know. Don't know. What's time? What does it matter? It's the season of giving. Today is the day Jesus was born, scientifically speaking. They uh, woke up. He said, what up? Jesus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we don't know the episode title. That's how we've been going into these. Is it about Jesus? Uh, <laughs> what if Jesus was in the end? See you. <laughs> you know what to do? Uh, leave a like. That would be very much appreciated. Also, tell us in the comments. You've seen this episode before we have. What did you think about it? Did you like it? Where would you rank it? What is your what if Christmas scenario? Subscribe and click that notification bell to get notified when our reaction for the next episode is up on the channel. We are powering through them. Thank you to Private Problem. Let's edit down these highlights. You guys don't deserve a day off. Thank you to all who have joined us on our Patreon page. You come in super sexy rejects. Or there you get the full length reaction watch along so you sync up with your own copy of what if. And John and I cover several things over there exclusively with highlights and watch-alongs included. Koisin, you ready? To all a good night! I don't know how I feel about the Thanos saga being null and void by a single attack, but... I mean, that's what What If does. That's true. That's... You gotta carry on the What If tradition. You're not wrong. You know what other tradition people should carry on? What's that? Getting themselves some RR apparel. The Space Babies of the Galaxy are Marvel-inspired shirt. Koi's got a whole bunch of shirts, and he's choosing to pull out that one that I'm already wearing and flashed on camera. And look, pull out that one. You know, here's just some photos on screen, because we got, like, our, you know, Pedro Pascal, Space Babies of the Galaxy. Koi, I'm trying to shout out... <laughs> Whoa, whoa! Oh, ah. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, uh, could you find a bucket? A bucket and a mop. Ugh. Sponge me, sponge me up. I need looks, to be absorbed by something. Ugh. Ew. Looks hand drawn. That was fantastic. Gross, looks like cheese. Oh, I like that. Last one! It's the House of the Dragon one. My favorite of the Game of Thrones. Yeah, these were all handpicked by Greg for me for Christmas. Yeah, buddy. We also got our Pedro Pascal one that everyone loves so much. And a whole bunch of other ones. And we saw some Marvel apparel as well. But yeah, guys, it's 
personally, my favorite way you can go ahead and support the channel. You look good while doing it, and we're involved with all the designs as well. What did you think of the episode? It was all the fun of uh, of the Christmas one for me, but with a little bit more story. Like, it felt more like an important issue. Like, sometimes in comics, issues are fun, and they serve the purpose of, like, entertaining, but you know it's not going to really be, like, referenced. Oh, so when you say issue, you mean, like, comic oh, book Oh, sorry, issue. yeah, yeah. Not, like, mental issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, a, like, a, like an issue of comics. Um, I do find that, like, the fun ones sometimes don't feel like they further their plot, and that's, that's okay. Like, it doesn't bother me. But this episode felt like an actual what if universe that there could be a sequel to this felt like an issue that had some weight tying into other issues while also having the fun of the Christmas one. So I think this and the Christmas one are almost like tied for me because I didn't love the very, very ending. Um, but Greg brought up an immediately good point in that it is like a, what if where that is a great way to give it stakes and, and tie things in together and make it have import. But, um, I liked that the bookends served that purpose where it was like, how does this really get to Gamora? And then you're like, oh, I'm shocked they're bringing him. And then like it was a bit of a twist. It was a bit of a surprise. So I liked it. Uh, I forget what the setup is of that Gamora in the opening one. is is. Oh, yeah, I forget. Is she like is her thing that she killed her dad? Is that like her, her setup of the character? Because they're not fighting Thanos. In the it's been three years. It's been a while, right? It's been a long time since What If Season 1. Yeah, I don't also, remember. Also, do you remember when they announced What If Season 2? They said everything was going to relate to Phase 4, and they were like, everything from... Fa like, Remember they said Season 1 was all of Phase 1 through 3, and then they're like, Season 2 really focused on Phase 4. None of these have been about Phase 4 yet. No, not at all. I wonder if they like completely changed their plan after. It's a good call, because uh, so far it's way better than Season 1. I'm one. loving this so yeah, much. Yeah, it's so much better than Season 1. I agree. I, th I think on, on every level uh, in terms of... What I've really wanted them to do is utilize animation. You know, like when I watched The Incredibles for the first time, I remembered thinking, oh, at the time of, of when The Incredibles came out, what they were doing with demonstrating these superhero powers, their overall prowess, you could only do in animation yeah. at the time and make it feel believable because you are being in the medium of animation as opposed to watching live action and watching this juxtaposition of something that feels like a cartoon CGI thing. And here, they're actually utilizing that with their camera angles, with a lot of these great shots that might look a little bit wonky in live action, especially with the time they allot for their visual effects artists a yep. lot of the time. And pay. So, yeah, and pay. So, yeah, I think that what they've been doing here, like with the car racing sequences that have this like Mad Max, Mario Kart, bit of like uh, they're, uh, in, in, in the Star Wars, I don't even watch it, but the Star Wars like animated shows like Tales of the Jedi. It's not pod racing. There's some called Riot Racing, I think it was called. Why would they uh, see the pod race? I mean, it's because it's a different kind of thing, but it's the same thing kind of thing, like a oh, okay. barbaric type of pod racing. And, and this is sort of the uh, vibe that I have here, but like they have these like, sweeping angles and precision on their editing that I absolutely adore. But that all can be still... I, I think that could all be null and void if you don't have an interesting story. And I think what they are doing really well, the only one that kind of let me down a tad bit has been episode two. This one I thought was so smart to have the whole thing with the heart of like missing pepper at the very top. That way 
they're reminding the audience, like, no, we haven't forgotten about the characterization of what point in time we are with this yeah. guy and what would Tony be feeling. I felt like I was actually watching Tony start carry on from that first Avengers movie. We got Iron Man back, and it, it wasn't yeah. in a way that I felt like sacrificed the Iron Man sacrifice. Yeah. And that's so, you mean, I've talked about that ad nauseum. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of mentioning my issues with bringing back them and multiverse for Secret things. Wars. Yeah, multiverse It's just so weightless. It, it yeah. doesn't, you don't bring back it, the actor, because your brain's not going to go, that's not my Tony Stark. You're going to go, Robert Tony Jr. Yeah. is Iron Man. And this is managing, because it's a different medium, to feel like Iron Man and feel like the spirit of Downey Jr. brings us back to Avengers 1. Yeah. It's so good. It's really well done, and the way they pay attention to their characters of how would how would Grandmaster interact with Tony Stark or vice mm-hmm. versa? How would Tony Stark interact with Valkyrie? How would he respond to to Korg? I really feel like they, they I, I get the impression the writers actually love the characters they are portraying here. I, you know what? At the least they watch them. <laughs> At the very least they watch them. I feel like these people watch all of WandaVision. <laughs> I get the impression they actually like the characters because they feel accurately portrayed from the movies which is the difference for me from what if season one to what if season two exactly what if season one felt like they were making an mcu thing to make it and season two has felt like the comic books where it's like a writer that loves a character has a weird take they want to play with that won't be in continuity they they felt like the very definition not all the time but some of the time a good amount of the time i would say of when they were bringing over like a character when they're bringing over like a storyline or continuity from a movie i'm not talking like strange supreme which is like a very different take. That's a very, very different take, you know. Um, I'm, I'm talking about whenever they would cut to Tony Stark in season one, it often felt like a cameo or some type of caricature. Yeah. It didn't feel like a caricature. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this felt like a character. And I, I found myself getting lost in it and just believing I'm watching Tony Stark again. And I think the depth of animation heightening is allowing a little bit more immersive so much because like we're like more in like this animation is stunning it's so much better and i don't know how people think it's the same because it's it's the same style but it's night and day for me more immersive it's the same same thing you say about into the spider verse and across spider verse it's the same style but it's one's more defined and rich and and more depth they've advanced it with that time and it makes a world of difference (laughs) i'm in love with this season i think this is gonna be you know if if they keep going at like you know one three and four caliber two is not bad but like two feels more like season one yeah uh if they keep going at this level this will be in my like second third like i i see the marvel the quality as like you know first tier is for me like winter soldier guardians guardians three spider-man um but then tier two is the good stuff like you know the the captain america first avenger the the stuff that's like solid but i i don't find myself rewatching it as much and then there's the stuff that i've i've been like oh no we're falling like things have gone awry like your love and thunder like your uh in my case doctor strange and to me this is gonna land right in that sweet like second tier of like this is really good i'm so actually glad it exists and it emboldened these characters i won't watch it as often but i'm really glad it's here yeah I think I think uh, the one in I wonder which one I might rank this about the Christmas one. Yeah, you got I really might. into the downy of it. I was surprised. I, I fucking love Christmas. That honestly, <laughs> that honestly surprised the hell out of me. How great, um, how great of a job I thought they did with getting Tony Stark. Whoever voicing him has to has to go past an impression, right? Because they can't just yeah. play a downy. They have to play Tony, which is not downy. Yeah. I liken it to when a character makes, like when Kevin Conroy had to do Batman or when um, Yuri Lowenthal has to be Spider-Man. 
You know, they have to really make it their own. They might have their inspirations and it might be. But it has to be their character. But it has to be their character. And then even though they're like, yeah, we have to have you be the Robert Downey Jr. version. Yeah, and this he one still he's even make a harder spot because yeah. he's got to be playing the universe's he's, blank he, as his own. He's not just showing up to do a few lines. Right. Which you know. is like, you know, Josh Brolin showed up for one line. Cool, that was exciting. But yeah. like that was, this is a full arc. But they had this guy show up, and I imagine it's the same actor to do lines in the first season, and he has to be a full-on character who's carrying this episode with purpose and intention and motivation. You know what, you're right. And, I think and, that and slightly to, puts to me above. to inspire other characters. I'm going to put that slightly yeah. above Christmas now, too. So for me, it's one, four, three, yeah. two. And the, oh, yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. I think the dynamics were great, too, between him and Valkyrie and, and Grandmaster being like an, an actual villain as opposed to just like a funny Jeff Goldblum guy. Also, I got I to see the character of Grandmaster versus I was watching. You're just watching Jeff Goldblum. A lot like, of times. Like, like it's, you love him, but you're also like it's Jeff You're just Goldblum. happy Jeff Goldblum's here. Yeah, but also, this, the yeah. Valkyrie element you brought up during the episode, I really enjoy that we got some demon in the bottle as an external reference and this is when he's still drinking so he had those drinks but i love that they're acknowledging how similar those characters are yeah parallel so yeah th this is my second favorite episode I, I agree with you now i think the part and even him connecting with do you hear that coy do you hear when you're doing that you hear how fucking annoying the people love it <laughs> you're just so comfortable you're gonna scratch hey. away at your microphone how you guys doing? <laughs> it's christmas you can hear it can't you can you hear it coy? how's your christmas <laughs> We have the same micro, we have the same headphones, Coy. Just hanging you out. Can, you can hear it, can't you? <laughs> this is what happens when we're this deep it's in the like someone has a lav mic and they're just scratching like, away at it. Just hanging out. <laughs> this is what inevitably happens. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> is that us frozen? Is That's that us okay? frozen. That's how long we've been screen recording. Oh, with the boy. Um, uh, and, and with uh, Gamora... Um, they even acknowledged the character. Even as I was watching it, I was like, you just keep bringing up her father. That's her only character. And then the show, the episode, I was like, oh, that's the point. Yeah. That's all Who she talks you? about. Who are you? And how Tony Stark has affected her identity. Excellent. Yeah, this I, yeah. is all the stuff we've been having problems with the movies not doing. And I and I and I hate to keep taking jabs at some of the movies, but it is why we can't just go, oh, it's fine. It's a blockbuster. Oh, it's fine. It's a Marvel movie. Yeah. People that don't even realize why they aren't enjoying it as much. Yeah. This is what we're missing. It's these relationships. It's knowing the characters. It's how they relate to each other. It's the metaphors for your own life while watching it. A lot of that is missing, and it's been replaced with some of the stuff that's more heavy-handed that isn't landing. So I, this is delightful. And a lot of the time, I find myself kind of sinking into my chair because I'm like, ah, damn it, they're going to be doing what I don't like about What If Season 1, and then they don't. And then they turn then left. They don't. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm like, oh, they actually they acknowledge that. So I feel like they actually, beyond just improving their animation, it really seems like they learned their lesson on what went wrong with a lot of the storytelling to not make it impactful. And I hope the word of mouth on this movie spreads and people real on the on the show spreads and people are like, oh, you know what? This season's actually worth people's time because. And I do think the day and date release is good. I, now that I'm seeing them, like this is exciting to watch every day. Yeah, I know. Or all at once. Or you know, when just because you, you have to edit because you gotta and, edit them and have them released day and day. <laughs> You know, that too. Just us in a cage for five hours. Alrighty, guys. What else did you watch for? I think it was four. All right, guys. Well, Woo! thank you so much for being here. Subscribe, leave a like. Merry what Christmas. What did you think about this episode? See us for five. <laughs>